This is KRCU's Going Public. I'm Dan Woods. On today's show, we're talking with Nora Boozyhay. She is Assistant to the President for Equity Initiatives at Southeast Missouri State University. She joined the university team in December of last year. I spoke with Nora on the television program, Focus on Southeast. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, welcome to SEMO. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about your background. Yes, so obviously my name is Nora Buzihay. I'm the new Assistant to the President for Equity Initiatives and Title IX Coordinator here at Southeast. My background is in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging with an emphasis on understanding first-generation and underrepresented um, groups in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I'm also uh, completing my doctoral degree in higher education student affairs and will be Dr. Buzihay in a few months. Oh, wow, cool. And where did you come from when you came, before you came to? My previous here? institution was Arkansas State University, where okay. I served as the assistant director for multicultural affairs. So, you, and how long were you there? I was at uh, Arkansas State University for almost four years. Wow. Okay. So, what brought you to SEMO? This great job opportunity brought me to SEMO. I actually had um, my sister graduated from Southeast, and so that was my relationship to knowing the community. Mm-hmm. And so, this was a great opportunity and a stepping stone to make some differences and be an initiator of change um, for the community and I thought what better way to come to Southeast and start with the Southeast community. So tell us about your office and some of the things that you're responsible for. Yeah, so our office juggling a variety of hats, of course, and so it's a it's the hub of working on equity and diversity related issues here at uh, SEMO, working Mm -hmm. with faculty and staff, but also working with our student populations. Currently, we are working with each of the colleges on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging committees to Mm -hmm. initiate a variety of strategies for each individual college to be the initiator of DEI for the campus. And so working on a variety of initiatives, it's the hub where any type of um, Heritage Month, whether it's Black History Month, Women's History Month, um, Hispanic Heritage Month, all serves underneath our office as well. And so part of that is the inclusive on campus and making sure that not only students but faculty and staff feel the sense of belonging here at SEMO. Uh, Title IX is part of your responsibility. Kind of tell us a little bit about what that is and what responsibilities you have related to that. Yes, so Title IX is also housed within our um, office. And so as the coordinator for Title IX, I'm making sure that um, there is awareness when it comes to Title IX and the components of Title IX and really changing the conversation and normalizing that it's not a scary thing um, to be in the Title IX office, but to educate the community of what is Title IX, um, defining the variety of definitions whether sexual harassment, et cetera, um, in order for students and faculty and staff to understand and better serve as mandated reporters um, for the campus community. And so we go into the classrooms and go into different student organization spaces to do trainings for Title IX. Did you do this Title IX work at your previous institution? So this is a new um, a new venture for me okay. in terms of Title IX, which is great um, because in any position you want to continue to grow yeah. um, and gain a variety of experiences. But I have um, had the shadowing experience and also the training for Title IX before I got here. Is there a lot of 
components to it? Is it a pretty yes? Heavy? Title Nine is is uh, has a lot of components. It's very heavy, and so it's been great um, to see what has been done and what continues to be done to be able to provide for our students. Yeah. Okay. So, what challenges do you see in your role? You know, I don't see challenges. Okay. I see areas of uh, opportunity. Mm -hmm. I think challenges uh, has more of a negative component that is associated mm -hmm. with it, yeah. and so I think there's a lot of opportunity for growth, and that's for any institution. I think that one of the great things about Southeast is the transparency across the board in terms of this is what we want to do and we need to start the steps in order to initiate those types of changes. And so I think um, it's Southeast is in a great space. Of, there's so, many, uh, so much work that has already been done. Mm -hmm. And so now it's time to capitalize on that work and um, develop strategic plans for the institution to continue to grow in the variety of colleges. So I don't see any uh, challenges. I just think this is a great opportunity of initiators of change and normalizing and changing the narrative of different conversations. Dr. Vargas, several years ago, uh, initiated where a big report was done, which I'm sure you've probably yeah. read, so that's probably, when you say a lot of work's already been done, that's probably what you're talking yes. about. Yes. Um, how do you measure success? How do you measure success? That's a great question. So working with students, uh, success is different than in academia where it's actually the books is how you measure success and content. Success is measured by um, knowledge gained and it's, it's a qualitative measure. It's not a quantitative measure. And so success is, did we learn something new today? Did we change something that was done incorrectly before? Change is measured based off of progress, implementing strategy but also actions based off the strategy and so what are the things that we're working on in order to initiate these changes shows how much success is mm -hmm. for me success could be I teach I go into a training and I teach one person something that's success for me um, that they learn something new and now they can be able to teach somebody else the new knowledge that they learn and so it's a ever uh, moving cycle yeah when you came one of the things you you noted was it was a student-centered position that attracted you to yes. it talk about that and what you really saw when you first came here. You know, I honestly think every position here at Southeast is not only just student-centered, but faculty and staff as well. And the care that the Southeast leadership has for the students in order for them to be successful is extraordinary. Anybody you talk to says, I'm an alum of Southeast. And so they do a really good job of bringing back the alum um, to be a part of such something that's much greater than themselves. And so I think this type of role is a person who's an advocate for students um, to be that support system for students, but also that advocate for faculty and staff when it comes to equity. Uh, if you had to put time on it as far as percentage of time, do you spend more time with faculty and staff or with students? Does it, is it a 50-50? So I started my position at a weird time, December 1st, and so students yeah. are transitioning with finals, so I didn't have as much hands-on with students. Mm -hmm. So right now it's um, been very heavy on faculty and staff, okay. but that's not something that uh, I want my students to feel that is yeah. that I'm going to forget about them. So I definitely am going to be indulging myself within student groups this semester and really making that, uh, that conversation report with them as well. Okay, so you're involved in DEI work now, mm -hmm. but you're a biologist at heart, right? I am. <laughs> um, so talk a little bit about how you, you know, you're starting with that, but then you did some canine stem cell research with the FDA. I'm curious yes. how you went from there to, you know, A to B. Yeah, so I actually went to boarding school for mathematics and sciences. So during my time in high school, I did diabetic research. So I was a researcher. I, my my views were pre-med, pre-dental. And so when I went to undergrad, I did my degree in biology with a minor in 
chemistry, and so I worked on solar cell research in chemistry department, as well as made my way to the FDA in Laurel, Maryland, working on canine stem cell research. So I spent my time in Washington, D.C., working uh, there, and then when I returned, I ended up working with UAMS with breast cancer research. Um, one month before graduation, I decided that um, it was not my calling anymore to go to medical school or dental school after I've been accepted into both. And one month before? One before. It was April 7th, around April 7th, oh and goodness. I graduated May 15th-ish. And so I decided uh, there was something different between what you're passionate about and what you're naturally good at. And I was naturally good at the sciences, but I was passionate about making a difference. Mm -hmm. I was passionate about uh, women's empowerment, making that difference um, in international education. Um, during my time at the Clinton School of Public Service, I worked with the U.S. government in Dubai working on education-related work. And so um, I know my parents till this day are like, how did you make that big transition? But. Um, being a biologist, I think that that lens of um, how I see things and how I logically analyze a variety of things definitely is an asset into the work that I'm doing today. Mm -hmm. But it's a prime example that it's never too late to do what you're genuinely passionate about. Because when you're really passionate about something, you're mm -hmm. never going to work a day in your life. So you, before you made that decision, you were probably thinking about this quite a bit before you actually took that jump. I mean, that's a pretty major change a month before graduation. Yeah, so I was involved in what's called Model United Nation Model Era. League, and I was doing that as fun uh, while I was in the Honors College, and I was headed to a conference in Washington, D.C., and I would meet diplomats on the on the yearly basis. I've met the Prince of Saudi Arabia, ambassadors of UAE, Kuwait, etc., and Sudan, and so I thought that was something that I was just doing for fun. Um, headed to the airport for the national conference. I I don't know what triggered, but I had a conversation with my mentor, who's now my chair, one of my committee members for my dissertation, and I said, um, Dr. Billy, I don't know what I want to do with my life anymore. Anymore. And this was a Wednesday headed to the conference. She just said, what do you mean? And I told her, well, I'm very passionate about women's education, women's rights, youth, um, and I don't know if medicine and dentistry is my path. And so um, that's a Wednesday. Sunday came around. We're headed back to the airport. I will never forget. She said, Nora, that conversation, we're at Chipotle. She said, Nora, that conversation stuck with me. And I said, why? She said, because I wanted you to figure out what you were passionate about instead of me telling you. And that was the most powerful words of wisdom I ever received. The next day, Monday, I I get a call at 7 o'clock in the morning from her. She said, hey, Nora, there's been an extension to the deadline for the Clinton School Public Service. Go back to sleep, wake back up, and then give them a call. And then day before graduation, I got accepted to the Clinton School Public Service, and it's been it's been amazing since then. So it's never too late. That's amazing. <laughs> so how much of your job is relationship building? I would imagine that's a big part of what you're doing. Right? I think that, I, in my opinion, the entire job is a relationship building, um, building purposeful partnerships. I think there's a difference between building partnerships um, and building relationships versus purposeful relationships and partnerships. Mm -hmm. And so I would say my, the majority of my job is um, is that relationship building across not just the campus, but also the community. So if we, let's jump in a time machine and yeah. go a year from now. If you were to look back over this past year, what kind of things in your mind will be like, this is, this is what I wanted to happen, this has been, a, this has been great. What would be, um, you know, um, what's the word? fulfilling for you to see after a year, a full year here? After a full year here is I want something that wasn't done before. 
And that could be small or it could be very big. I am the type of person who's very eager. So anyone who interacts with me understands that I'm a very, very eager person. But I would like to see um, a strategic plan for each of the colleges, which we're working on that and that deadline's coming up uh, by the end of the semester. But having that in writing, having a report done, um, acknowledging and celebrating all of our faculty, staff, and our students from all identities, um, continuing to building a social media platform to celebrate um, those differences across the board is definitely what I would like to see. I would like to see um, consistency when it comes to those celebrations, whether that is for Black History Month, whether that, whether that is for um, Asian and Pacific Islander Month, all of these celebrations, I want to make sure that we are recognizing them. Um, and it doesn't take much to recognize. And um, when you recognize groups of people, that brings a sense of belonging, inclusivity, and makes someone want to be a part of something greater than themselves. And so um, any work that we're doing, I want to make sure that we're capitalizing on that to make sure that we're making that difference across the board. But honestly and genuinely, it's to continue to build that um, that relationship, um, allowing individuals to know who I am yeah. <laughs> um, and the work that can be done. Uh, one of my biggest initiatives that I mentioned um, in the past is starting a diversity ambassadors program for our students with a, um, a small stipend where students can actually have hands-on experience when it comes to diversity, when it comes to uh, social media content and developing a variety of um, resources for our campus community. So um, anything is, is great progress and I'm hopeful that um, a lot of the goals that I have seen for myself in the next six months to one year are definitely mm -hmm. going to be fulfilled because the support, the genuine support yeah. that the campus has. That's fantastic. Well, Nora, it's been good getting to talk with you and getting to know you. We'll have you back again in a year or so. We'll see how things have been going. Sounds great. All Thank right. you so Thank much you. for having me. All right. We've been going public with Nora Buzihay, Assistant to the President for Equity Initiatives at Southeast Missouri State University. To hear more interviews, visit krcu.org.